Buenos dias from Dulles. This is the Rorschach Spain update from the 9th of November, 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Spain. Striking a deal between parties PSOE and the progressive independentist party together for Catalonia, or Junts per Catalunya, isn't easy. They are encountering more obstacles than expected in agreeing to the amnesty's law's scope. Junts members have pushed for the amnesty to apply to other cases that don't strictly relate to the 2014 and 17 Catalan self-determination referendums that had to do with this organization. Tricky subject, because the possibility of granting amnesty to those involved in the Catalan referendums isn't so popular among some citizens from provinces outside of Catalonia, so giving the proposed law more reach wouldn't go down so well. In addition, PSOE would lose support from other conservative factions, which would further endanger Pedro Sanchez's opportunity to form a government. Not just people in Spain are concerned about some of the amnesty law negotiations. Dieter Reinders, European Commissioner for Justice, asked for more information from the Spanish authorities, quote, as regards the personal, material, and temporal scope of this envisaged law. However, the amnesty law isn't the only request of the Republican left of Catalonia, or ERC, and Junts, the Catalan provincial government wants to be in charge of Rodilies, Catalonia's main railway network. Even though the Spanish national government currently controls it, the Catalan provincial government has been vying to get its hands on it for years. New developments have put Sanchez's investiture into question once again. The Socialist Party, or PSOE Secretary Santos Cerdán, traveled to Brussels on Monday the 6th to hash out finer details of the investiture agreement with Charles Pigdemont, the former Catalan president. However, one judge recently threw a new wrench in the deal between Sanchez and the Catalan parties. Judge Manuel Garcia Castellon announced he would call Pigdemont for an interview as part of the investigation into the alleged terrorism crimes of the Democratic Tsunami, a 2019 political organization that encouraged Catalan civil disobedience. Until now, only ERC members, including Party Secretary Marta Rovira, have been investigated, but now they have also called the former Catalan president in for questioning. It's not like Spain's other political forces are staying quiet. Alberto Núñez Feijó, leader of the Conservative People's Party, or Partido Popular, has called for a protest on the 12th of November to oppose Sánchez's deal with the Catalans. Meanwhile, the Nationalist Conservative Party, Vox, is putting together a formal accusation against the acting president that they plan to present to the Supreme Court. Party President Santiago Abascal announced on Monday the 6th that the party would use every legal resource available to oppose Sanchez's PSOE's coup. Both parties consider that passing an amnesty law would be an attempted violation against the rule of law of Spain. Speaking of Vox, they didn't just limit themselves to filing paperwork. On the evening of Sunday the 6th, they organized a rally against the proposed amnesty law. Prominent party members were there, including party president Santiago Abascal. The almost 4,000 attendees planned to march to PSOE headquarters on Ferraz Street in Madrid and stay there, but the situation turned violent. According to the reports, protesters began trying to break through the barriers set around the Socialist Party's headquarters. They also lit flares and began throwing glass bottles at the police, who tried to contain the situation by using tear gas, rubber bullets, and smoke bombs. Pedro Sanchez condemned the protest, tweeting that, quote, to attack the Pessoa office is to attack democracy and all those who believe in it, end quote. Moving on to the economy, the Constitutional Court rejected a legal challenge to the solidarity tax submitted by Isabel Diaz Ayuso, she submitted the challenge, not the solidarity tax law. She's the current president of the community of Madrid. Pedro Sanchez's government put forward this tax 
on large fortunes in December 2022 to help people deal with the rise in the cost of living and the increase in energy prices because of the war in Ukraine. Hilariously, the challenge argued that the tax invaded individuals' financial and fiscal competencies and could de-incentivize people from saving and investing. In unrelated news, they said you should love your neighbor, and the people of Rabos, a town in Spain near the border with France, certainly do. What they don't like is the French government, since it suddenly decided to close most of the smaller routes that connect Rabos with its counterpart on the other side of the border, Banyuls-sur-Mer. Spaniard used the route through Col de Banyuls to flee to France during the Spanish Civil War, and many Jews and members of the Allied forces used it in the opposite direction. A spokesperson for the French government stated the closures were for security reasons and to crack down on illegal migration. However, citizens of both countries have been protesting the closures. Still on violence and unpleasantries, on Sunday the 4th, a motorist killed a taxicab driver in Barcelona over an argument. A 53-year-old man was taken to a hospital immediately after the beating, but did not survive. According to Tito Alvarez, a spokesperson for the taxi company, the man had switched shifts with his niece the day he died. Alvarez also mentioned another taxi driver had recorded the entire scene on his cell phone, and that evidence was promptly handed over to the local police. European Commission recently passed a reform that decreased the basic period of data protection for new medicines from eight to six years. This means that third parties will be able to access data on those new drugs to produce generic versions and put them on the market much sooner than they previously could, benefiting consumers. This will affect Spanish drug companies and consumers when implemented this coming year. Catalan Education Council, or THEMB, called for a meeting on Thursday the 9th to discuss the subject of phones in schools. The topic has been heavily debated amongst the population in general, so the council decided to open the debate to all council members and have it in person rather than online. Teachers all over the country have been advocating for a ban on the use of devices in schools, and this is one thing both they and parents agree on, at least partially. Recently, several mass messaging groups run by parents have sprung up. Their aim is to use social pressure to convince families not to buy their children smartphones. To wrap up this update, it's time to make plans for winter break. Most Spanish ski resorts are getting ready to begin operations in only three weeks. This year has been the hottest on record, but optimistic weather predictions have given them hope that their peaks will be covered in snow soon. That said, they also have a plan B in case the snow doesn't come, according to Joaquim Alcina, the director of the Catalan Mountain Stations Association, most resorts in Europe and across Catalonia have been heavily investing in setting up snow production systems to build a solid power base that could last them all season. And that's it for this week. You want to avoid having ads in these updates? Well, experts say that if you recommend this to everyone you know, then we won't have to include ads in the show. Don't blame us. It's science. Subscribe in any of the platforms you're listening to us on. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon. It would really help us out. Hasta la próxima.